Welcome to Season 2, Episode 3 of Talking to Humans with Vicki Demert and Mark Andrus. This season we are talking about emotions. Uh, our guest today is Laura Lefevre. Um, she's going to be sharing about and helping us think through the emotion of anger. And hey, Laura, how are you? Welcome. I am great. Thank you for having me on. Yes. Can you share a little bit about yourself, your family, your role here at Gateway? Absolutely. So I have um, been here at Gateway for about six and a half years. Um, I started on staff about two and a half years ago, and I get to work in kids ministry. My official title is curriculum director, but mostly I just get to hang out with kids and plan what they do. Um, in our classrooms on Sunday. Nice, excellent. Yeah, and I am the mom of six kids. Three of them are grown and married, and I have three teenagers at home, and so I know a little something about anger. (laughs) (laughs) Both experiencing it yourself and having it directed at you, I assume. Absolutely. (laughs) Um, Well, Laura, I'm glad that you get to join us today. Um, You know, I've known you for a long time, got to work with you in kids ministry for quite a while, and I'm just glad that you're part of our team. Um, But, you know, we're here talking about engaging with emotions, um, and anger is an emotion that we are, all of us in various ways, shapes, and forms, very familiar with. Um, But I'd love for you to share just a little bit uh, with us. Can you talk about just either a story or an experience in which you, you really dealt with strong feelings of anger. Just help us kind of th- experience from your perspective how you've gone through that. Sure. So I'm actually um, kind of in that journey right now. Um, two years ago, coming up this Monday, I um, was in somewhat of an accident. I went in for a simple um, knee surgery where I should have just been able to walk out of the hospital But rather than being able to walk out of the hospital, I left the hospital um, paralyzed from below the knee down. Mm -hmm. And um, so, yeah, so after the over the past two years, just dealing with the anger of a surprise permanent injury Mm. um, and suddenly becoming disabled um, has been um, a big part of our lives over these past couple of years. What um, if you could kind of go into specifics about like what what were you really angry at or about in that situation sure yeah so Paul Tripp says that you never just suffer you suffer your suffering and mm-hmm. one of the ways that you suffer your suffering is through anger and um, I've been angry over just a sudden change in my identity from mm-hmm. a completely able person um, dependent or sorry, not dependent, independent, mm. um, active, um, adventurous, and now uh, life looks a lot more like um, I'm, I depend a lot on my husband. Um, I qualify for handicap parking now. Mm. Um, I have to ask for help a lot, and that's really frustrating for me um, as an independent person. Um, another other things that cause me anger is my family has to deal with the consequences of this in um, ways that make me sad. Um, We have to really consider where we go on vacation, um, how we spend our free time, if we're going to go on a hike, a bike ride, like all of that has to filter through how's mom going to handle it. And yeah, those those kinds of things bring a lot of frustration and anger for me. 
one of our previous guests, Donna Kaplan, had talked about the at least that people do. Um, but when other people give us the at least, a lot of times it's intended well but poorly received. And then there are times where we at least ourselves. Mm-hmm. As you've have processed through and are, like you said, are currently in process still of, of dealing with this. How have you experienced some of the at leasting and, and what effect has that had on either making it better or making the anger worse? Sure. At leasting for myself. Yeah. Hey, yeah, at least you get to park in a handicap spot <laughs> yeah. and get yeah. into Walmart faster. Yeah. I, I do do that for myself. I think at least I don't have, you know, that disease. At mm. least I have one good leg that works. At least I had 50 years mm. of being able-bodied. I, I have certainly done that. Has that helped? Uh, no. <laughs> 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 so the things you're saying are true, but <laughs> why, why would you say that it hasn't helped? Well, you always come back to this place, or I always come back to this place of um, trying to be really authentic and real about what I'm experiencing and not... Um, trying to make it better um, by saying those kinds of things Um, because I believe that God wants to do something in this suffering. And if I'm minimizing it like that, Mm. then I'm taking away from what God Um, can do in it. Wow. The the freedom to not minimize the suffering. um, That's, that's powerful, but it also feels scary or maybe not. To not minimize the suffering. Mm-hmm. Oh, gosh, yeah. Um, it, it's it's not been a fun ride. Um, but honestly, at the very beginning of this, when Blaine and I, my husband and I, were in the emergency room um, the morning after um, the surgery, we both had this sense of, it was weird. It, we both had this sense of, like, God is going to do something so big mm-hmm. with this. And it was uh, like a strange euphoria that I don't know is if that's common for people. Now, over the coming months, the weeks and months after that, like reality set in and that euphoric feeling kind of dissipated somewhat. But we have both held to um, this idea that God can, and he has done an awful lot through um, and, and in us. So, hearing you talk about the the experience of anger related to this um it's it's certainly not a linear emotion like where it's just here's how this affects me the end but you 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 are considering you know there's here's how this you talked about here's how this changed my identity in significant ways um here's how like there's even an aspect of like it wasn't fair and right what happened to you like you did nothing wrong. It was somebody else's error mm-hmm. and mistake that led to you being affected. So there's an like imagine there's a part of almost indignation in there at different points. But then you also consider this hasn't just affected me. It's affected mm-hmm. all these other people in my family. And it's not like they're being mean about it, but you are aware things are different. Mm-hmm. And so there's just, it, it's a lot, the anger and the sadness associated with that is, is a lot broader scope um, you know, than, than, than we might imagine. How have you, over the past couple of years, how have you coped with anger? How have you dealt with it? And I imagine there are probably healthy ways and, and unhealthy ways. As you've just seen the broad-ranging effect of, of this, this accident and this ongoing injury, how have you coped with those, those feelings of anger? Sure. Well, 
I'll, I'll preface that by saying one of the areas that um, I have to really check myself is my feelings towards the surgeon. Hmm. Um, I asked a lot of questions before this surgery, and he um, very casually just kind of blew off my concerns and uh, went ahead and, and did the surgery w- with my consent. It, it, was, it was completely um, with my permission that he did this surgery. Um, and so my anger at him, I've really had to deal with. And so one of the things, um, when I'm having a really hard day, when I'm having a lot of pain, I kind of falter between two thoughts. Um, one of them is I sure hope he knows how much pain he's caused me. Mm. And the other one is, man, I hope he doesn't know how much pain he's caused me because that would be so heavy. Can you, can you flesh that out a little bit more? Sure. Like, what, what, why are those the two thoughts? Like, what, why is it that you want him to know that? And why is it that you don't want him to know that? There's, there's the flesh side of me, the vindictive side of me that is just like, if he knew how much pain he's caused me, he would just be so sad with himself. And that would somehow be satisfying to me. Mm. And then there is the compassionate side that, you know, the Lord has pushed back the darkness in me that, um, just makes me feel compassion for him because there's no way that he hasn't suffered through this. Mm. That doesn't seem like a natural human instinct mm-hmm. to consider the suffering of the person who caused you suffering. <laughs> where, where does, how has that formed in you? Where does that come from? Well, um, in Psalm 4, that is, that's a scripture that a lot of people have heard, you know, uh, be angry and don't sin. That's, one of, that's the first place that it's quoted. And David is talking about um, the, the people that are oppressing him and, and against him. And um, so part of that psalm is a prayer to the Lord. And then I think the part where he says, be angry and do not sin, is him like it's self-talk it's him pushing back against um feelings of hatred against the people that are trying to oppress him and so i've spent a lot of time in scripture um i've had the wonderful benefit of an amazing husband who has um prayed over me um anointed me with oil like he's he's just been amazing and and i have a great um rc um redemption community who um absolutely love us and have been so encouraging. Um, yeah, my whole family. So I've got a lot of support, a lot of people praying for me, a lot of people speaking truth into me and, um, and the spirit just working out, sanctifying, um, me in this suffering. So Laura, you kind of said at the beginning, like you're still in this, um, this journey, what has changed over time from kind of maybe that, that first day, um, till now with, with anger specifically. Mm -hmm. Yeah, sure. Um, so anger, I went through a good, like four to six month period, um, about in the middle of this, I wouldn't say it was at the beginning, but it was about in the middle of this where I was, it, it didn't come out looking like anger to other people, but there was just a lot of bitterness. Like I was never, um, happy, never joyful. Um, I was just kind of flat all the time. And um, that anger and depression had just kind of taken over. 
And I wo- I remember waking up, not this past Christmas, but the Christmas before, um, the Christmas before 2020. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I just remember I woke up before everybody else and I was um, in my Bible and just crying before the Lord and journaling. And I just said, Lord, I don't want to feel like this anymore. I, I just want to be done being angry. I want to be done being so sad over the loss that... I have felt over this and you know guys God is so faithful like um, he just very sweet sweetly uh, met me in that moment and lifted the heaviness of um, the anger that I was carrying and yeah so it's it's been better I have fewer moments of anger I, I won't say that they don't come anymore mm-hmm. um, I had one just a couple of weeks ago where we were we've been planning a, uh, my husband has sabbatical coming up and we've been planning for this sabbatical for a couple of years and the kids obviously want to go to the beach. Well, mom walking on the beach Mm. is like, that's another consideration. I don't have good balance and I want so much for them to have like this wonderful adventure. And I, you know, it causes me great anxiety and, and that makes me angry. Like, I just want to be able to do what any other mom would be able to do. Yeah, in your situation, it's not just like it was a one-time thing. There's ongoing losses that are continually being experienced. Yeah. Family vacations, like, it wasn't just this one-time thing. And and so it sounds like a constant battle, like, okay, now I have to enter in again. Absolutely. How do you you deal with the (laughs) – I'm assuming in this question that there is frustration. How do you deal with the frustration of the recurring bouts of anger where you go, I thought I, thought I was over mm-hmm. this. I thought I hit the point of whether you want to call it forgiveness or contentment or acceptance or peace, whatever synonym you would use in there. And then I wasn't planning for this moment. I wasn't angry. And now we're talking about sabbatical. And now I am again. Like there's a, I'm assuming there's some kind of frustration of, ah, not again. How do you... How do you keep dealing with that same thing cropping up and over over and over again without without despairing or discouragement? I would say that the sanctification that the Lord has led me through um, in this suffering has made me a, a lot more patient with myself. Um, we get really good teaching here at Redemption, and so l- listening for. Um, what the Lord wants to do in something creates more moments of um, me being able to say, um, it's okay that I feel this anger. It's going to be fleeting. I believe that um, God is sad with me in this. And so there's a fellowship in this suffering. It's not just me. And that helps tremendously. Um, I can give myself grace in moments of anger. It, it doesn't have to be um, something that I need to be ashamed of. Can you talk a little bit more about that idea of the use of the, the fellowship that's in suffering? God is with you in this. There's a, there's a difference between God knows it, like, yes, he knows that it's happening, versus he's in it, he's with you, sharing in that. Could, how, how does that knowledge and that experience provide help and comfort for you? 
this injury is a very, it's a very personal and a very isolating injury because people, when they think of paralysis, they think you can't feel anything, which is absolutely 100% not the case in my um, in my situation. I am in pain 100% of the time. Um, it is it depends on the day. Sometimes it's just a little bit of pain, and sometimes it's um, pretty unbearable pain. And the Lord meets me in that pain. I'm sorry, you're going to have to repeat the question. <laughs> <laughs> I got lost in that. No. Um, yeah, so you, you said that you know he, he shares in that. Oh. Like there's that, he doesn't just understand it conceptually, but there's an, he, he's in that experience with you. Like how, how does that help you? Like you talk about, I'm in pain all the time. How does the the fellowship of suffering with Jesus right. help you endure? Right. So the isolation that I feel in this pain that other people can't know because mm-hmm. nerve pain is, it's not like I cut myself or it's not like you know somebody did this to me. Um, I, Jesus is the only one who understands exactly what I'm feeling, and that brings that that's like family to me. Like that brings such. Um, awareness of how much he loves me and he's with me in this. I'm just thinking about how um, in your anger, just that moment when, when you had that morning and really just being like, God help. I, I need help. You were experiencing your limitations, the, the pain. Um, so we have a God that helps. Um, and also it, this, this comfort that, that he is at work. He's, he's doing something. And sometimes I think that can get used and functionally in a way to be like, oh, God's at work, so it'll be okay. Um, but but there is comfort to be like, he's doing something, even if he doesn't change the circumstance. Um, so I'm wondering, like, at first, after you had the surgery, um, was there, like, hope that, like, oh, it could maybe not be um, yeah, oh, yeah. permanent, <laughs> you know, and, and maybe that's the way God would, would work and whatever, but is the time went on, it wasn't that He's going to give you the patience to endure until it's healed. Right. I, it showed me how little I knew about the human body. I, to me, you severed my nerve. We'll go ahead and fix it and we'll be on our way. And, um, it took a lot, it took months for me to understand, like, I, you know, I'm never going to have that back. Mm. Even if we did have a repair surgery done. And, um, so there was hope that, um, you know, I could get something back. And the verse that um, my husband and I leaned into during that time was um, Ephesians 3.20, the idea that God can do abundantly mm-hmm. and immeasurably more than all we can ask or imagine. And so by my estimation, the abundance would be an abundance of healing. Mm. Yeah, and so, makes sense. Yeah, mm-hmm. we waited on that. But rather than physical healing, what he has done is he has worked in my life. He has worked in my husband's life, in my children's lives, working mm-hmm. out um, all of our, you know, our salvation with fear and trembling. Like wow. he is, he's working in us. He, he has given me so many people who have also experienced suffering in various ways to, that, that just want to know, like, how, how are you doing? How are you? And how are you doing it? Because mm-hmm. they see me busy around the church and they just are curious, you know, how, how do you just keep going? And it's opportunity for me to share 
that, you know, this is the Lord at work. And I don't want to make it, I don't want to minimize how hard it is in making it sound too flowery. Um, (laughs) I appreciate that. It is hard. um, And I have real anger and real frustration and real sadness. Um, But there's also an abundance of joy Mm. that I get to experience that I wouldn't have been Mm. able to in, had this not happened. It's it's reframing abundance. It and, is. And Ephesians, yeah, that's really powerful. <laughs> it's like, think of that verse, you know, he works exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or imagine. And for the way we tend to think about that is, okay, well, this is what I'm imagining. Mm-hmm. Therefore, God, you're going to go in that direction, but right. just more mm-hmm. than what I was imagining. And a lot of times what that really means is he's just imagining something totally different. <laughs> right. It's like that Psalm 37, four, delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. And we like to read that at a cursory glance and go, okay, so all I have to do is just love God enough <laughs> and then I'll get what I want. But what that really is saying is you look, keep loving God enough and he'll change what you want and give you something entirely different that wasn't even on your plate. Right. Which is a nice thing to think about, but the process of, of getting there is painstaking. Um, I, I know you're familiar with scripture, right? And you even mentioned Psalm 4 and, and, you know, be angry, do not sin. And then there's, you know, hey, James, the anger of man doesn't accomplish the righteousness of God. And Paul in Ephesians, don't let the sun go down in your anger. We tend to think about, when we just read those those passages of scripture, in a lot of Christians and a lot of people, our immediate kind of flinch is anger equals bad. Mm-hmm. Anger equals sin. Um, and so kind of a, a two-part question for you. One is how... How have you, like, as you think about what scripture says about anger, how have you dealt with the tension of, am I sinning in this anger? Mm-hmm. You talked about bitterness before, but then also how, how might this anger, like in what ways is this anger actually right? Like, is there, is there a righteous anger in this that you see? Well, I do believe that there's righteous anger in this. Um, I don't think I always have it. <laughs> but I believe that, you know, when God created man and he said, that is very good. Mm. Like he created an able-bodied man. And I believe that, um, that this is part of the destruction of, of, you know, just the fall of the world. And, um, you know, so I believe that God can be angry with me in this, Mm. but God's anger always comes with a good measure of compassion. And so that really makes me feel like I need to have compassion in my anger. I think that there's a, there's an aspect of this that there is an injustice done, right? Somebody didn't do their job the right way. And before that dismissed your concerns. Mm -hmm. And so there, there is an injustice and, and biblically, God's typical response to injustice is anger. Mm -hmm. And so there are ways in which we, our our anger can be reflective of the character of God, but it's very tricky because the more we let it simmer in the anger, I think this is why Paul says, don't let the sun go down in your anger. The more we sit in it, the more our anger can easily turn from righteous anger to bitter self-seeking resentment, uh, which at that point is obviously not, not reflecting the character of God. But I, I like to, to just consider that with anger because um, no matter where we are, no matter what we're doing, we are operating as, as image bearers of God. Uh, we are called to be his ambassadors, to reflect his character. And an apathy at injustice mm. is just as bad mm. as, as unrighteous anger and indignation. To, to minimize it, to go, well, 
yeah, it's fine. Or, and even sometimes we code it and like, well, God works all things for good and do right. some of the elite stuff. And that, that apathy is just as dangerous for us and for the story that we have to share with people around us as the bitterness that can lead to it. And so there is a, there's a path in that towards reflecting the character of God and how we experience anger that it isn't, that anger isn't inherently sinful. Like, no, there, there's an injustice here. There is something that's wrong and it's right for me to call it that. Mm-hmm. But then you go, okay, well, what do I do with that? How does God interact? And I love the point you made of when you see God moving in anger, there's compassion that comes along with it. There's, a, there's an anger at sin and a provision for sin mm-hmm. and a compassion mm-hmm. for those who are trapped in it. Um, so I just, I love that you, how you've kind of talked about bridging, bridging those, especially even as it relates to, you know, your, your thoughts towards the surgeon. Mm. When I think about um, sometimes how people approach something like anger would be like, it's a negative emotion or like, uh, don't be angry. Like I shouldn't, I shouldn't be angry. Um, I'm going to try not to be angry. So I'm going to kind of maybe do all these things and not actually look at my anger. But something you said earlier is, is uh, it's it was okay. It's okay to be affected, and um, we we can look at the ways that we're affected, and it's good and right to to be affected. I'm curious how how you got to that point where it's like it's okay that I'm affected by this. I don't have to act like I'm not. Honestly, if this accident had happened 15, 20 years ago, I probably I mean it would be a very different story. I would not have been. Um, where I am um, in my walk with the Lord. And so just that, just the time um, and, and seeing God work over time, journaling, remembering the works of the Lord, which I am a big proponent of, um, has helped a ton in this. If it had happened earlier, I would probably be a mess and we would be having a different kind of podcast. <laughs> <laughs> How to clean up your messes. Yes. Um, yeah. What, what do you, you, you said, Hey, I, you know, at the very beginning, there was that euphoric feeling that you and Blaine kind of had sitting there in the air, like God's going to do something big. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously that's not done yet, but as you, as you kind of look ahead and you go, here's where I'm at, here's where I anticipate life being like, what, what are some of the things that you hope the big things that you hope God will do? There's stuff that he's done already, which you talked about, like, do you kind of dream and, and hope and project? What what would you hope to see God do? I hope that God ministers to someone who can't see through their pain or through their anger, um, through their suffering, by using my story. I'm, I believe that God loves me more than he wants to use me, but he does want to use me. Mm-hmm. And he <laughs> wants to use this story. And, um, yeah, that's, that's my hope. Even if it's just one person, just, you know, that somebody would feel the encouragement of God. Somebody would, would be moved towards a loving relationship with God because this surgeon didn't pay attention Mm -hmm. and made a mistake. Well, I, I really appreciate you sharing with us just that. This word gets overused, but a journey for you <laughs> over the last couple of years, um, you know, kind of being around when, when that all first happened. Um, I know I was super angry because <laughs> this isn't right. Like this isn't what you deserve and, and angry that somebody would not do their job the right way, pay attention, all that kind of stuff. And, and I've been encouraged by the patience and endurance that you've demonstrated because 
I even if you don't express it all the time, I know the the experience of anger and the temptation for the ongoing experience of anger is constantly there. It's nipping at your heels like the it's always there. And so to see you continually plod and put one foot in front of the other and go, this is what God has called me to. I mm-hmm. don't feel like doing this today, but I'm going to do it anyway. And watching that, you know, God at work in you. Um, I just, I appreciate the first hand perspective that I get to see that. I'm encouraged by that. And, Thanks, um, and I'm to, to whatever degree I, you know, I don't speak for God ever, but to whatever degree, you know, you go, this is what I want to see God do. This is the big thing I hope will happen. Um, I think it already is happening. Mm-hmm. Um, and my hope is even sharing the story as part of this podcast will, will allow that to happen even more and create new opportunities for people to listen and be moved by that. So thank you for, mm-hmm. for sharing your story with us. We really appreciate it. Thank you guys. Yeah. yeah it, it has been really impactful. Cause like I think about how, um, the things I take for granted, you know, and we, we kind of take them for granted until we don't have them. Even just hearing, you know, um, your independence and, health and family relationships and family experiences and we just experience those um until it's it's affected until it's changed and um so yeah thanks for thanks for sharing thanks well thanks for uh listening today to our episode of uh talking to humans enjoy this time with laura for me and for vicky we'll say thanks for listening and we'll see you next time on the next episode of talking to humans